In this edition of our Industries at Work COVID-19 podcast series, we dive into the healthcare sector. The Council's Director of Market Intelligence, Katie Oberkirker, talks with Carl Olson, Vice President and Professional Management Liability Practice Leader at Burns & Wilcox Brokerage. They discuss the effects of COVID on the industry, such as the changing nature of doctor-patient interactions and how to safely treat patients. They also explore how the pandemic has exposed foundational issues within the healthcare system and what might change as a result. Take a listen. Carl, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. We're really grateful you can share your expertise with us today when it comes to the healthcare vertical. Um, I think given your work at Burns and Wilcox, you have a really interesting perspective on the intersection of different types of risks in the healthcare industry. So let me just jump right in there going on that theme. What are the insurance implications within the healthcare industry resulting from COVID's business effects? Uh, thank you for having me, Katie. The first thing about healthcare is really how to address uncertainty. Uh, in an environment that's changing daily and seemingly by the hour, uh, healthcare is, is certainly at the forefront uh, of everybody's both business environments, uh, personal level, and um, we all know that the phenomenon called uncertainty, uh, as we're all dealing with COVID-19, is not dealt with well within the insurance community. Uh, and we do not yet know the depths of the COVID-19 pressure on all facets of healthcare, from large hospitals to urgent care clinics, to senior living communities, and even physicians' practices. Uh, there are also greater considerations gaining attention implicating the foundations of healthcare, where we're looking at both the delivery of healthcare services, uh, benefits, and health insurance are tied to employers, and that's the case in about 50% of the U.S. population. Uh, from the provider side, there have been changes proposed, and that changes frequently to Medicare and Medicaid reimbursements, uh, how health plans are interacting with hospitals and medical group or provider networks. Um, there's also the, the managing of finances of medical care. On an individual level, we know that the unemployment rate stands at about 11%. Uh, for physicians' offices, they don't have the assets and financial resources really to um, withstand the effects of COVID, depleting their, their patient load. And we know on the hospital level that the usual operating margin is about 3.5%. And that's uh, nationally over 50% of the hospitals are expected to incur substantial financial hardship by the end of the year. I think, Carl, your point about uncertainty and how the insurance community is dealing with that um, is well taken. And so when you think about that uncertainty and apply it to the concept of going back to work, obviously that looks different within the healthcare sector depending on where you stand. So some, some physicians and nurses have braced COVID conditions every day. Others to your point, have been laid off or furloughed or 
may not have the assets or the financial resources to really stand up during COVID. So when you're working with your clients, how do you balance a transition to back to work versus making sure that the insured um, or the organization is taking all of the right precautions from a liability standpoint? Everyone is focused on how to bring back operations responsibly and maintain the safety of their employees, their vendors, and certainly their patients or clients. Uh, We've had in-depth conversations with healthcare providers about how to manage their changes in patient volumes in their operations, uh, potentially looking at new ventures and getting into laboratory services or testing where that didn't exist six months ago Um, and treating those as additional revenue sources. Uh, There are operational changes such as telehealth that are occurring via adoption, reimbursement and and acceptance from both the provider side and the, the patient side Uh, because we know that the technology has existed there for a a long time. Um, That then provides the environment to safely, uh, where where there's a safe environment for the the physician-patient interaction. So Carl, I I think that's an interesting point that some of your clients are trying to diversify in terms of the products or solutions that they offer, but I assume that there's a scale there. So some clients might be more innovative responding to COVID differently, um, others not as much so, or might be struggling more. Um, where are the bulk of your clients standing in this transition? They're the, the entire spectrum of healthcare from hospitals where the medical services continue to be provided to individual physicians' offices that have largely had to shut down. uh, Or in those situations, they're determining how to safely treat their patients. If it's uh, telephonically and just uh, trying to diagnose wherever and whenever appropriate. The patient-physician interaction has just changed in a lot of cases. Um, As far as senior care or skilled nursing facilities, that obviously has not stopped. And where they've transitioned is how to safely limit uh, the outside influences on on their uh, communities via uh, safe procedures and protocols with employees, uh, limiting visitors, limiting vendors, uh, even shutting down certain physical therapy operations that they may have, where the transitions of health plans, for instance, uh, they're, they're working with their clients, the employers, for return to work safety protocols. Um, it's it's an, a unique situation, obviously, uh, where healthcare continues to service patients. Healthcare continues to move on. Uh, everybody's just focused, like I said, on doing it safely. Right. And I mean, to your point, healthcare has had to 
adapt during this time more quickly than a lot of other industry verticals are doing. And I think that's in part because there are so many different layers of risk that overlap here when it comes to, you know, the health of um, the employees, the health of the people who are being treated, um, just the overall safety protocols that need to be put in place. Um, and as I mentioned at the start here, we see how different health-related and P&C-related risks overlap. So from that standpoint, what makes healthcare risk unique compared to some other industry verticals? Um, what are certain risks or precautions that the insured must be aware of while creating a, a response plan for post-COVID? Healthcare risks are dealing with not new or unique situations right now, um, but they are allocating resources to things like acquiring and managing adequate supplies of personal protective equipment. Uh, you have hospitals and medical facilities that are marketing to patients that it's safe to return to seek medical treatment. You have health plans that are that have pivoted slightly to providing the return to office guidelines. Uh, everybody's looking at the congressional activity on immunity and there's uh, cer certain things changing weekly or daily. Uh, there's the Safe to Work Act that's in front of the Senate. Uh, seemingly an attempt at tort reform and immunity, providing immunity from certain personal injury and medical malpractice suits. It'll be interesting to see where that goes. The healthcare environment and, and as an industry has provided essential care without interruption. You have frontline nurses and physicians, you have lo the long-term care, uh, you have hospitals delivering babies, you have cancer treatments, that have all happened and continue to occur without regard to COVID. The unique aspect of healthcare as compared to other industry verticals, uh, at its basis, you have the patient interaction. And regardless of the individual's past behavior or ability to pay, medical professionals are required to provide that care, which completely drives the healthcare industry to continue to move forward. And I think, you know, it's a good point that the patient-physician interaction has changed a lot, obviously for a lot of different reasons, namely how, how um, care is being delivered to those patients that are not experiencing COVID. And this pandemic in general has exposed some major gaps in the way that healthcare is delivered. Um, at some point, that's going to necessitate some, ty some type of systemic change. So when you think about the business of healthcare going forward, um, do you think that COVID is going to change the way that this industry vertical in particular buys and sells insurance or how it manages risk? Absolutely. Uh, and there are two directions to go with that question. One, systemically, healthcare, uh, as it's structured in the United States, uh, needs to be looked at. You have places and advocacy groups like the American Medical Association 
where James Madera, who's their CEO, has recently put out a, a memo about just how upended the U.S. healthcare system is. You have the American Hospital Association that's really trying to provide guidance to hospitals that are at risk of going out of business. Um, from an insurance perspective, there are a handful of immediate issues that will be dealt with. Uh, business interruption must be addressed. And if it's determined to be an insurable risk, then premiums must be charged and coverage interpretations will then evolve. From the product standpoint, carrier distribution is narrowed to focus again on expertise. Uh, we're seeing that wholesale brokering becomes much more entrenched as a value partner rather than just as access to the ENS marketplace. Uh, in our conversations with our clients, we're seeing that complete risk management amplifies the importance of medical malpractice, of management liability, and even cyber liability. Cyber criminals haven't taken uh, any backseat just because of COVID. Uh, all of this then relates to reputational risk and certainly financial harm from things like ransomware and social engineering. Uh, there are healthcare entities that have literally shuttered operations. And insurance may be one piece of the backstop for maintaining medical care in our communities. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, insurance obviously relates to the pricing reimbursement aspect of healthcare and how it's covered. And then you have the other side, which is back to the doctor-patient interaction and how care is delivered. And so moving forward, it's it's going to be interesting to see how the two sides of that coin interact and, and what that means for the healthcare vertical moving forward. Carl, before we wrap up here, I did just want to ask one final question, and that is, do you see any new emerging risks on the horizon that have come up because of COVID? And I know you talked about cyber and medical malpractice, but is there anything else on the horizon that that looks to be a, a new type of risk? We're seeing a great many of startups for COVID testing and laboratories that will pivot to uh, addressing that activity, um, depending on where you look, the, the testing and res finding results occurs sometimes quickly and sometimes days or much longer later. Uh, as COVID is addressed within our society, uh, testing will be certainly an important piece of that. Uh, the research, research and development within life sciences to address uh, an immunization or a vaccine, certainly a lot of activity. Uh, occurring in that space. But from healthcare addressing their financial risks, you know, we need to look at both how commercial payors or how governmental programs are able to reimburse adequately to the many 
in the hospital space to the medical facility space. Uh, we need to ensure that our physician community in the country uh, is able to continue working. And there's certainly the technology side where you have contact tracing um, and we're seeing a lot of activity in that space as well. Thanks, Carl. That was helpful context for everything that's going on right now and, and things to keep in mind moving forward. Thank you so much for your time today. Again, we so appreciate your expertise and you sharing it with us. Thank you, Katie. Appreciate the uh, conversation. That was the Council's Katie Oberkirker and Carl Olson, Vice President and Professional Management Liability Practice Leader at Burns & Wilcox Brokerage. Thanks for listening and don't forget to check out the rest of our Industries at Work COVID-19 podcast series.